0: Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezes HaShem Shalom Bayesh Here, number 97 Women in general are gifted with a special Bina Yesera, a special deep understanding that are given as a gift to women specifically and um, in addition to the Bina Yesera, they also have uh, extreme sensitivity to things and that's why very often women could be sensitive. Uh, People view that as a negative trait, but it is a positive trait because the basis of such sensitivity and sensitiveness comes from that Bini Yaseira that's within them. We see that when Moshe Rabbeinu was nifter, only the men cried, while when Aharon or was nifter, Both the men and the women cried. Ahara never rebuked people, never gave, was harsh with people, Um, even those that deviated from the right path. Um, He tried his best to promote peace, and um, therefore he was loved by women and men alike. And crying comes from the heart, from the depths of the heart. So when someone feels that something really precious is lost, they're going to cry. And when Moshe Rabbeinu was nifter, the women did not cry because uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was there as a manik to be committed to keep and to uphold the Torah, the letter of the law, and he often spoke strongly about upholding the Torah, about up- upholding everything the Torah has to say, and um, which was basically an Indian of Din. And since uh, the women sensed this Din and harshness, um, they didn't uh, relate in that sense uh, to cry when he was when he left the world. They understood that Moshe Rabbeinu's role was needed. And when Moshe Rabbeinu spoke to Klai Yisrael, the women listened very carefully. They were macabre everything he had to say. And um, they heard Moshe Rabbeinu, and they respected Moshe Rabbeinu. Um, but they also were margish that certain strictness so they couldn't cry. And um, so their attachment to Moshe Rabbeinu was not as strong as their attachment to Ahara and Akain, Even though, like we said, they were of Moshe, they knew Moshe, they valued him, listened to every single word he said. Uh, obviously, you could even say, you know, the fact that they didn't stray by the eagle, or by the Meraglim, that means they listened to Moshe Rabbeinu, to the letter. But on an emotional level, though, there was a certain like distance in that sense, so they couldn't cry. Aharon he had a sensitivity. He had a delicate approach to resolving problems. He never hurt anyone. Even though Aharon certainly experienced great tsar when he saw the Torah was violated, but he had a different approach than Moshe Moshe Rabbeinu was, you sinned. How could you do such a thing? What's what's wrong with you? And Moshe Rabbeinu's approach is correct for the Chayyurish of Moshe. This is what he's supposed to be doing. Um. And um, but Aharon had a different mahalach. He couldn't make such statements. You sinned. How? What's wrong with you? How could you do such a thing? That wasn't in Aharon's. HaKoyim's sprach in his in his expressions. And even though they may have deserved that, he did not say that. He he chose a different, more sensitive approach. And just, I want to put this point out there, which is ex- important to know, because uh, that both our styles and Mahalchim are needed in Klai Yisrael. In other words, you needed Moshe to be Moshe, and you needed that uh, Moshe to be Moshe to the sense that when he was Nifta, the women did not cry because they couldn't relate to, him, relate to him on that emotional level. We needed Moshe to be that way. And the women needed Moshe to be that way. And Aharon was needed to be who he was. We see this very often in Klal role in the personalities too. And basically that's what it means by who Vaharin, uh, who It says both they're both equal. We know that Moshe and Navua was much more superior, but in their titkas, they were equal. And I remember this is an interesting someone once made this interesting comment that it's it's um, the two that I know someone was close to, one was a Moisha Feinstein and one was Rav Aaron Cutler, Levracha. And uh, they were both tremendous Tzadikim, and they both build Torah. But they had different natures. Moshe, Moshe, uh, Moshe Feinstein was more of a softer nature, quieter nature, uh, very sensitive, and uh, to make sure not to hurt people's feelings, and so on and so forth. Rav was a stick fire. You know, at least, you know, Berber Rabbim, um, his persona, very, very strong minded, very sharp, very, very, very like a fire. And and it's funny, one of the um, people that I know knew both of them close. It's interesting that they were the opposite in the Hu Moshavahar and Hu a That in the Torah Moshavah is the more. Stricter one, and the Haran was the more lenient one. And over here, on Moshe Feinstein of Haran Kotla it was the other way around. But the bottom line is, is that both needed. And they both need to be real, uh, the, to be, um, you have to be Makshah, both such personalities. Some may click better with your Tchunas and Ephesh or not, but that doesn't take away the fact that you need to learn from all of them. So, the bottom line, though, is that it shows here that women have a certain sensitivity. And that's an important lesson in marriage, too. You have to be careful. They have a say or a deeper understanding in things, but they have deeper feelings about things, too, which means there is a sensitivity there, and harsh words could really harm, harm them. And when you compliment women... Or they receive affection, they're deeply touched by it. So you have to know with your wife, you cannot rebuke her with harshness. And even if you have to say something constructive that may be, you know, uh necessary to say, you have to make sure you do it in a way that you don't not hurtful. You need to cushion any type of um musser in layers of subtlety and with sensitivity. Um
1: So an example
0: that Rabbi Pesach Friedlander brings, you know, um, the the wife had to go out and the husband's at home. The wife comes in and he basically tells her sharply, like, why are you late? Why are you late? You don't say that. Instead you say, even if you feel you have to say something, say don't worry about it, you probably had a lot uh, to take care of, you know, so you you word it that way. Or instead of if you had a rough day and you want to be left alone, you don't tell your wife, just leave me alone. Stay away from me. Let me be on my own. You don't say that. Instead, you say something like this. You say, I'd love to spend time with you, but today I had a real rough day at work or whatever. I need to rest first. So please excuse me. I'd be happy to talk to you and uh, later, once I, I feel a little better and we can have a conversation. That's the way you say it. And remember this call, you know what you say to your wife can make or break a marriage. What you say to your wife can make or break a marriage. You know realize that it's a great opportunity, a golden opportunity. Every time you need to say something to your wife and you say it the right way, You are helping the marriage. You are building it. And um, it goes both ways, of course. Husband to wife, wife to husband. But generally speaking, the women are more naturally sensitive. And the more naturally sensitive you are, the more you have to be careful. And you don't just blurt out how you're feeling if you have negative feelings. You take time to figure out how to say something in a nice way. And it makes no difference whether you're in a bad mood or whether you're stressed, even if you're very overtired, you had a very rough day, at the very least, if you can't muster the energy to be very positive, at least be silent at the very least and, 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 and in a polite way, not a, not a uh, you know, uh, silent treatment way, but more like, you know, I'm just quiet, I'm tired and just be polite but when you can when you when you can though you try to go beyond that and really make an effort to say something nice even if you're feeling bad about something at the moment and we have to remember that it says in perkevious have a you should be from the students of aharon men and women alike and in marriage certainly you should act like a Talmud of aharon I have Shalom loving peace, right? If Shalom pursuing peace. I have loving people, creations. Um, bring them close to Taira. You have to try to make your wife as comfortable as possible, and your husband as comfortable as possible with you. And it's very very important and it's doable. And you create, you give such it's such a Chesed when you um treat your wife properly, or you treat your husband properly, it is such a chesed. So you're doing a a chesed, and also you are benefiting from it. You are giving that gift that makes them feel better, makes them feel cherished, makes makes them feel valuable, and in turn they're going to reciprocate back, and you have yourself a beautiful marriage. It takes these little things that are really not little, they're significant, when you're kind to one another, every day you just be careful what you say. And even if something's bothering you, at the very least, you try. if you, when you're really aggravated, you be silent and try to be as polite as possible. And then when you're more rested and you get to yourself, then you figure out a way to express what you need to express in a healthy way with the proper communication. Have a wonderful day.